be having a, a few difficulties just getting a few people up um i've sent jack a couple of invites i don't, I don't know if you guys can see him up as a speaker he was and now he's not um we do have fiborg i believe uh fiborg's on holiday but he still made it which is amazing how are you doing fiborg i'm doing great i'm walking uh, back to the hotel uh so if you hear a noise in the background that's uh turkish cars but otherwise great oh you're, st- you're holiday in turkey yeah that's right i'm uh, doing kite surfing on the oh. coast that sounds fun that's a, a lot of fun yeah it sounds pretty fun indeed um i also sort of like noticed that like are you not taking turkish taxis anymore no no i i have a car now turkish taxi it's too painful <laughs> I, I i got a car yeah i i i'll i'll admit i i share the feeling i had to jump out of a couple of of them uh which is not something that never happened to me before but that was an interesting experience if you jump out of a car do it in the direction that the car is driving otherwise you'll have problems um so that's my pro tip elijah how are you doing i'm good i've, I've been itching to just say one thing uh the you know uh, the the anonymous neutron org host you you have a beautiful accent. It's it's amazing to hear you talk. I, I look forward to when you unmute yourself and, and 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 host the event every time. So I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Much appreciated. Um, I, do you know what? It's like n- not the first uh, not the first time I heard that. But to be honest, like I can't stand the sound of my own voice. So uh, it's a bit weird. Um, I'm good there. Thanks thanks for asking, Avril. And um, and yeah. Um, yeah, coming back from Turkey, uh, Cosmoverse was awesome. Uh, it was a pleasure to to see a lot of people in person and um, get lost in the uh, uh, venue space a few times. Um, so, uh, yeah. We got Z- um, Sunny as well joining. Yep, I think Sunny's just about to come up. Jack, I think you've, uh, oh no, it looks like maybe you're connecting again. Jack, are you, are you with us? Might be having problems with Jack. We'll keep, we'll keep trying. I think we're slowly getting towards a, a full panel here. Still waiting for Jose, I think. Uh, but Sonny, are you with us now? Hey, hey, yes, I am. Sorry for being late. Yeah, no worries, no worries. We're uh, having the usual technical issues, just trying to get everyone up on stage. Um, I believe you're also on holiday at the moment, are you? On a bike tour or How something? How was Troy? Uh, uh, I just got back, actually. So I'm in Istanbul at the airport right now, uh, heading to Romania right now. <laughs> wow. Um, what are you up to in uh, Romania? Uh, just meeting. Uh, okay. Just like hanging out in Europe, there's a Urbit conference at the end of the month that I want to go to. So just wanted to go somewhere, hang out in Europe instead of going back to the U.S. Makes sense. Nice. Enjoy your time. How was Troy? Uh, ended up not going to Troy. We ended up going to Cappadocia instead, which is still very worth the trip, which was very worth the trip. Uh, I bet. Um, not going to lie. I felt the FOMO very, very hard, but had to go back <laughs> for it. 
a couple of matters which I, I assume a lot of you have heard about earlier this week. Um, namely like the, the, the listing stuff, but hey. Um, I think let's check if um, Jose is with us. He's not yet. Um, so I guess like Soy, maybe let's ping him and I think we can uh, probably start since we're 10, 10 minutes in already. Yeah, of course. We'll uh, we'll kick off, and um, basically, I'm going to sort of let you kick things off, and uh, I'll I'll get in touch with Jose uh, while we're, while you're you're talking. Just I think we've got Jack now, though. Just, just double check, Jack. Are you are you here? Hey guys, yeah, I'm just having a little bit of a connection issue, but I'm here. All right. No worries. Great. Thanks for thanks for popping along. Um, okay, so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll kick things off. Um, so yeah, welcome everybody to uh, another Neutron Spaces today. This is Soy Two Studio hosting on the Neutron account. Um, it's a bit of a different space today. We're, we're not talking about Neutron or NTRN or Atom or the AEZ. Uh, we're going to talk about the Cosmos ecosystem as a whole and about a distribution problem that a lot of people seem to be talking about at the moment. Um, so before we get into it, just want to thank everybody on the panel today for, for coming together to discuss the topic. Um, I think one problem that we don't have in Cosmos is a representation problem. Uh, and you can see here today, we've got uh, a big panel together, thought leaders from across the space, uh, and we're going to discuss this with the community. Um, I, I don't really think the panel needs much of an introduction, but for the for the sake of formalities, uh, today we've, we've got Spade from Neutron, Zaki from Occlusion, Jack from Strangelove, uh, Sunny from Osmosis, uh, Elijah from Duality slash Neutron, uh, and uh, Fiborg from Ins Informal Systems. We should also have uh, Jose from Delphi, who's uh, been, been quite a, a key or one of the more vocal people on, on this subject, he should be joining us and we'll, we'll try and get him up. If, if you're down there, Jose, and I can't see you, then uh, please send a request and we'll, we'll get you up to speak. Uh, okay, so, so for, yeah, formalities out of the way. Um, I think it's gonna be a good idea if, if basically Spade kicks us off. Um, firstly, sort of by giving people an idea of, of exactly what a distribution problem is, uh, and then to sort of address the problem as he, as he sees it. Then uh, hopefully we'll we'll get Jose up here and we'll talk about Jose, who's also been talking about this quite a lot. Then we'll we'll open up the discussion, talk about solutions, and then at the end we'll we'll open up the floor to to community questions. So, um, so yeah, Spade, um, what is a distribution problem exactly, and uh, why do you think that Cosmos has one? Yeah, let's do it the other way around first. Like like let's let's look at you know, like where we're at today, right? Um, so. I guess I'll take it from my perspective first and then like open it up to like, you know, where is the ecosystem today, right? Um, so, you know, as all of you are aware, we have worked our ass off to launch a blockchain um, this year. And, you know, by all accounts, it seems like Neutron has been fairly successful so far. But the reason it has been successful is in large part due to, you know, the work of like a number of um, folks who are in, on this panel and beyond, right? Who sort of like pioneered the Cosmos SDK, Tendermint, IBC and a number of technologies that have allowed Cosmos to have a lead in like very specific technologies that like the industry as a whole runs on today, like you know proof of stake, liquid staking as an idea as well, like land-based bridges, proposer commitments, like delegated proof of stake. All of these things are ideas and technologies that are now kind of, like widely adopted. Um, and the idea of like app-specific infrastructure as well is sort of something that. Um, is being becoming more and more kind of like relevant. There's a lot of talks about like enshrinement and like in protocol uh, functionality on in the Ethereum ecosystem. There are entire stacks that are now also trying to cater to this. 
um, and in the Ethereum ecosystem as well. Um, while like despite the fact that they've been sort of like originating in Cosmos, right? So Cosmos is by all accounts like an ecosystem of of, of pioneers. Um, but while you know a lot of the technologies and ideas kind of like originated that like today are very successful, uh, a lot of them like we have a lot of mindshare and, and, and ideas, but on the so like results and the economics, like Cosmos today is like two percent of the DeFi TVL, right? Um, there's very few sort of like flagship applications that are like recognized beyond the boundaries of of Cosmos. Um, most of the tokens are kind of like in freefall um, in throughout the ecosystem, and not just because of the bear market. Um, our user bases are kind of like very limited. You know, like there, there's what, like 150 million users on, 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 on Binance, but like on most Cosmos applications, you're, you know, tops like a few hundred thousand um, like a, a accounts, right? So clearly we failed to achieve widespread distribution for the great applications that we're building using these great technologies, right? And what I mean by distribution is the ability to take the products that we're building. Um, so, you know, the various like DeFi applications, the various like technological stacks and distribute them to you know users like and developers that will use them to do to do stuff or to you know fulfill their needs right so we're we're failing to reach um, the intended audiences for these technologies and products essentially um, and so this seems to me like this this is a problem that is not just you know one project in the ecosystem but really something that is like widespread we're isolated like we're very well interconnected within the ecosystem but we're not very connected or we don't have a lot of mindshare outside of the ecosystem. We're not spending nearly enough resources in reaching out to like the end users that would use our applications. Um, and, and, and so the purpose of the call today was, um, I think it's interesting as an ecosystem to sort of like come together around what I think is the main existential risk for every Cosmos app chains and every Cosmos project and sort of like try to create like you know source the ideas and mechanisms that would produce the highest um, return on on investment for the ecosystem in addressing this issue and also sort of try and further the collaborative spirit um, in the ecosystem because it seems to me that we're in a situation where competition doesn't really make sense since you know fighting for a larger share of a very very small small pie is probably not the best strategy when there's so much more that we could be doing in order to grow this pie here in the ecosystem. So I guess that that's kind of like the, um, the, the thought. And I'd, I'd love to get your, you guys' kind of like initial um, feedback. Yeah, I mean, Spade, I, I, I think you're really spot on here in, in many, many ways. But one thing that I would add here, just sort of top level, is Ethereum is experiencing a distribution problem as well right now. They have this core group of users that's kind of been with them from the beginning. But that's kind of carrying most of the TVL and DeFi in the in the Ethereum ecosystem. And I think crypto as a whole just has this user activation and distribution problem that, that's really exacerbated. And by the <clears throat> current market conditions, I think that we've got a lot of hopeful things in Cosmos, as you mentioned, with the improved user experience and, and good teams launching. And there's like finally things to do here. Um, I think the bridging story over into Cosmos from the rest of the crypto ecosystem is a huge part of this as well. But I, like the one thing that I would add to this discussion is like this is a problem with the industry as a whole. We're not just facing this as Cosmos. 
And the answers are, as you mentioned, to grow the pride, bring in new users, whether those are institutional folks or new retail folks. And I think that there's a lot of classic B2P and B2C strategies that we as an ecosystem could take to do that. Okay, so I mean, just just before we sort of dig into to all, all of that, because I, I mean, I, I tend to agree that it's it's not just Cosmos, um, but but like for the sort of structure of the space, I just want to kind of focus on on the problems with 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 Cosmos as as people sort of see it to start with, um, and one one of the people who has been quite vocal about this has been Jose. So uh, Jose, hopefully you you can hear us now. Are you with us? Yep. Yeah. Great okay. stuff. Cheers. So um, just to sort of go back to to what Spade was talking about there. Um, I think, as as I understand it from from reading your tweets, which are one of them's up in the nest, um, this is this is very much sort of your your thinking that, that cosmos cosmos very much does has a problem. Would that be right? Yeah, I think I think cosmos definitely has a has a distribution problem. Um, I, I'd say like yeah, the spade spade hit the nail on the head. I think there's like two like good indicators of distribution or sort of like users and liquidity. But, there, but then there's some like earlier indicators that sort of precede those, which are like devs and VC funding, right? Because like I say in the thread, the users for, for any blockchain, and especially something like, like Cosmos, are the developers, right? And so like, that's really like the first level of, of user that you want to attract. It's developers and, and, so, and VC funding, because developers need funding in order to build teams, to build products, which then attract users and liquidity. And so like, I think the, the problem for me uh, is is almost like further up the 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 stack where Cosmos is not winning over um, enough developers and it does it has like a tiny share of like I'd say of, of the leading ecosystems the the lowest interest among among VCs to, to to fund apps in Cosmos and I think both those things are kind of like existential threats to Cosmos um, yeah and 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 yeah I, I think mean, both just, of those things yeah go ahead. What? One quick note on the developers, according to the Electric Capital Developer Ecosystem Report, Cosmos has the second largest developer community outside of uh, Ethereum, and it's still growing. So I think that like that is one area we do punch above our weight. But I agree with you on all the other pieces. There is no second best. Yeah, I, like how, <laughs> I, like how Tarun, I like how Tarun puts it. Tarun, Tarun has this quote, which is like, uh, which is like, um, um, uh, Cosmos's mind share to TVL ratio is like out of control, and I think this sort of holds true. Um, I mean, I, I I agree with everything that's been said so far. Um, I I think like, uh, I think Spade put the the problem statement uh, pretty well. I think Jose's concerns are valid. I also think Jack makes a very solid point, which is that like you know I think like you know the Cosmos tech stack is also used for like a number of different things, and so like the developer. Uh, ecosystem around the Cosmos tech stack is like broader than maybe what like you know we think of uh, the Cosmos ecosystem as like you know more degenerate DeFi users or uh, you know just general DeFi users uh, do. Um, um, I, I'd also one thing that I think is like an interesting perspective here. Um, so I, I agree with everything that said. Uh, there's also like a structural component which like I'd be interested to hearing people's thoughts on, which is that like one of you know one of the reasons why Ethereum does have so much distribution is because the um, wealth creation that's existed on Ethereum, um, that there's been like, you know, that, that, that Ethereum really saw the, the fruits of DeFi summer, um, you know, both in wealth creation from like the core Ethereum token, um, but also from the ecosystem around that where there's like a lot of people who created a lot of wealth that was like 
you know, within either their on-chain wallets or within smart contracts um, that they're using, right? And then this sort of gives you, a, you know, a launching off point or like a platform, um, you know, to, to then go and use that in other applications, um, you know, such that like, you know, developers or, you know, um, um, useful applications can find, you know, profitable opportunities, right? So there's like a lot of, you know, so just to like clarify, you know, Ethereum creates a ton of wealth, there's a ton of wealth on chain, uh, now you have like a very competitive environment where developers are like competing to create applications that, you know, house and do things with that wealth. Um, and as a result, right, you create this very competitive environment for like this progressive, um, you know, for, for progressive improvement of applications. I think Cosmos just didn't see that level of wealth creation, right? So we saw the opposite, like like wealth these. destruction. <laughs> yes, yes. So we're, we're at like a structural disadvantage in this way, right? Uh, where there, there are definitely a few Cosmos whales, and there's even people in Ethereum who are really excited about Cosmos. Um, but we didn't have like this, like you know, major, major event where like everyone got super rich and now is using it, you know, to attract developer attention and you know, having all these developers and you know, innovative applications competing for their attention as well. Um, and so I, I think like you know, this this is something that like I've heard Sunny say a lot. Um, but like I, I I think like. Um, or, or maybe I've heard Sonny say in different ways, but like, you know, it's it's going to be very difficult to compete for like, you know, roll up liquidity for Cosmos, like Ethereum roll up liquidity for Cosmos. Or it's going to be very difficult to like bring in Ethereum liquidity into Cosmos generally. Um, but like layers like Bitcoin um, and Celestia, I think are like more aligned with the Cosmos vision in the sense that um, in the sense that like, you know, there's not really that opportunity cost, right? Like if you want to use Bitcoin in like this trustless way um, or in this like trust minimized way, you don't really have many opportunities to like engage in like decentralized finance with Bitcoin, right? But with Ethereum, you have the entire Ethereum ecosystem to go out and use that. Um, and so I think like teams like Nomic are like really uh, exploring this really exciting path in my eyes. Um, because if you like compare Nomic to TBTC, I think they both have like pros and cons, of course. Um, but like Nomic, you know, using their validator set to do a lot of like the, the signing and key management, et cetera. Um, and then also using that same validator set to, 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 you know, um, to, uh, um, to, to run, you know, interoperability with other domains, right? That same validator set is the one that's signing, you know, on IBC transactions or, you know, coming to consensus in order to like, you know, send messages from chain to chain. Um, you get like this security property, you know, out of the gate as well. Um, so I think like teams like Nomic have this very like interesting perspective on distribution, which like I'd love to see like more experiments. In that. And then I think like Celestia, you know, obviously a slightly different beast, but, you know, another really interesting um, ecosystem to double down on and integrate with the Cosmos ecosystem and, and find points of synergy and, and, and see where it goes there. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd also be interested to hear people's thoughts on like both the, the sort of like structural component that I mentioned and also like ways that we can either navigate around it. Because of course it's like, you know, you know in an just, ideal just, world, just, we could just say, to hold you there a second, Elijah. So, um, we're kind of, we're getting uh, like quite a lot to, to sort of uh, unpack there. And, and Spade popped his hand up. What, what was it you wanted to interject with there, Spade? Yeah, just, just wanted to sort of like, um, for, for structure, um, I'd like I'd, I'd love to hear Zaki um, Jose Sirius um, his hand and uh, Sunny's thoughts on like the problem definition and then probably I would suggest that we um, go into kind of like solution space which I have a few ideas to propose and then um, we can probably sort of like take it from there and then um, sort of like enrich it with everybody's thoughts. Um, Zaki, do you want to go first? 
I think Zaki might be trying to, to speak here. His hand's gone down. I got Zaki, it. I'm, here. Might be I'm here. I've, I've successfully unmuted. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you, 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 you've, I've heard like the you mentioned the words like existential crisis in the past. Uh, so yeah, definitely interesting. I mean, I was the I was I mean I started talking about the existential crisis and what but I don't know uh, January February. Um, so like I don't know it was early. Uh, um, um, that the I was early to this crisis, and I think it was relatively obvious. I think there's a couple of things I will say is. Basically, in the history of Cosmos, in the past, there was only ever one app built on Cosmos that people actually really wanted to use, um, and that, that app was Anchor. Um, and almost everything else was a second-order effect to the fact that people wanted to use um, Anchor. I think, you know, like while we talk a lot about how great the builders on Cosmos are, um, the reality is, is that Cosmos has delivered very, very few apps that people wanted to use. Um, until, and like, basically, I would call the number zero until maybe two, three months ago, right? Um, so there's been like really, like, I think a lot of people in Cosmos don't use things in other ecosystems nearly as much as I do. Um, and they don't realize how bad things were where there was like literally nothing to use whereas like you know i've been building an e-plant for you know two years in addition to the building in cosmos land um and just like the universe of what you could do was so much larger um that it was like why you know i was honestly like why build it you know the the attitude of Samilia for a long time is like there's nothing here in the application layer of cosmos um uh, to build on and everything that we tried, like, you know, we tried doing stuff with Injective and Sommelier and it went nowhere. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, and whereas like our, you know, ETH ecosystem stuff has grown a lot. Now that's all started to change now. Um, you know, we've been working very hard on getting uh, Sommelier integrations with Levana um, and all this stuff. So I'm just like, you know, I, I could go, I could, yeah, I could go longer into that world. Um, but then, you know, the other thing I've been doing is I spent the last, you know, two months uh, in Asia, in the Middle East, um, you know, talking to people here, um, learning about distribution, thinking about distribution. Um, I've had a lot of interesting experiences. I think the biggest thing that we ignore in crypto is we talk about the distribution of L1s. Really, the things that have in crypto that have historically had distributions are centralized exchanges. Um, I think a lot of people in the space compare ourselves to Ethereum, whereas really what Cosmos should be comparing itself to is centralized exchanges. Um, and I've like sort of built up a lot of thoughts um, from like the learning here, and and I'm and I'm like a baby, frankly, in terms of learning about this stuff right now, um, like learning about how centralized exchanges get distributions in this part of the world. Yeah, I, I think that's a super strong comment. Um, Jose, you kind of shared this uh, this vision as well. You've been talking a lot about like recreating the centralized exchange experience. Um, so what, why don't you take the, the mic next? And then um, I'd, I'd love to hear yeah. from Sunny as well, since we finally got him on stage and hopefully it seems stable for now. Yeah, a few things. I think like, first of all, like on the, on the developer report stuff, like Metro Capital, I think it, it, it tends to overstate um, because it, it counts sort of the people working on infrastructure and it's much harder to count people working on apps on top of the ecosystem. And like Polkadot has come in second 
uh, most years are like top three in that in that report. And obviously, like there's there's very little apps that you can use on on Polkadot. Um, I think like using VC funding as a metric is interesting into each ecosystem and just sort of anecdotally as uh, a VC as well. It's, there's just way more uh, interest in funding for Solana-based apps or even like Avalanche-based, like sub, uh, like uh, whatever the name is, Supernet, Subnet. I always get confused between between all these ones. Um, and, and I think that's like a, an important metric. And then in terms of distribution, I, I totally agree that like centralized exchanges are, are unfortunately like the things that have the most distribution in crypto. And I think so far in crypto, there's, there's basically three things that people have, have, that have like product market fit in terms of people actually paying for them. One is like spot trading in which I would include like NFT trading as well. You know, the, just sort of tokens with pictures, like any trading of tokens on chain. Um, leverage trading, which I would include perps, check, like just getting leveraged exposure to, to, to tokens and like Ethereum block space. Right. Like th those are kind of the three things that, that people are, are, are willing to pay for right now. And so, so I think um, I just have like a very similar framing of this, which is the thing, three things people would responded to. And the people, everyone who's been onboarded from a centralized exchange responds to at least one of yield, leverage and volatility. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ethereum does have distribution. Uh, like between Ethereum and L2s and, and, and everything that's happening there. And like we follow the ecosystem, there's constantly uh, like people building cool new stuff on Ethereum, including like institutions build, build, building stuff on top of Ethereum now. Like uh, I agree that crypto in general has a, has a distribution problem, but like uh, Ethereum is, is by far in the lead there. And kind of what I argue in my, in my thread is that like the way to, like the ecosystems that, that win outside of Ethereum need to have very strong like reasons for existing in like some dimension on which they're 10x better than Ethereum, right? And like Solana is focused a lot on this, like OPOS, like only possible on Solana. And I think Cosmos needs to do like the same thing. Uh, I don't, I think it's going to be very difficult if we're, if we're like mimicking apps on Ethereum, whether it's like Perps or AMMs or whatever, and building them on Cosmos. And, and maybe they're like marginally better because we can like integrate an MEV at the, at the chain level or something like that. I really think need to think like first principles about how you can build entirely new and better applications on on Cosmos and also to attract the builders that have like the imagination and the ambition to do that. And like, we're seeing a lot of them uh, choose like OP stack or even like the avalanche. Um, yeah. Whatever they're called, subnet, supernets um, and, and, and like other stacks other than Cosmos for doing the same with gaming uh, projects and, and stuff like this. And I really do think like a big part of that is BD. Uh, is investing in BD. Like the Cosmos Foundation was modeled after the, the Ethereum Foundation, but Ethereum had consensus from the very beginning, right? Which was, which was funding a lot of the BD efforts, interfacing with institutions, putting together stuff like the Energy Consortium and, and, and building up MetaMask and investing in dev tooling in Fiora and stuff like that, doing a bunch of conferences. So I think like the, the BD side is like super, and, and, and in general, we're competing with every other ecosystem where you can talk to a BD person at like whatever the, the, the foundation is or the labs entity, and they will like basically shill you on why you should build on that ecosystem, often offer up grants, connect you with other ecosystems. Like it, it's, whereas the Cosmos, it's like, who do I talk to if I want to build on, 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 on Cosmos? You know, and, and there isn't really a clear person to talk to, a clear entity that can, that, that can get you through that process. And so only the most ambitious, well-funded builders like UIDX can, can kind of like make that decision where they're just going on the tank. Like everyone else 
is gonna or, or the, there's a long tail of people that will want some some handholding. And for me, that's why like the the BD part is is really key. And and I think like yeah, I was shocked when I found out the ICF had had the amount of money it has. Um, and I really think that putting that in uh, like putting a lot of that into into BD and like attracting app chain builders who, who can build new things that are only possible on 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 Cosmos um, is like a key key thing to to kind of um, to Cosmos winning in in my mind. You know, all I've I've been waiting for DYDX to actually work to like tell the story of what it took to onboard DYDX. Because it, while DYDX did a lot themselves and helped a lot, there was a heroic level of effort required to onboard DYDX. And right now, I think to most of the world, that heroic level of effort is invisible. Um, but it's hard to talk about it without it actually having worked at this point. Well, I mean, it might not have worked at this point, but uh, it sounds like you were at least sort of privy to that that initial onboarding that that Jose is talking about. So, like, what what was the, what was the first thing that happened? Who was the first point of contact in, in that situation? Um. So, by the time I got involved, so I got involved. I'll just like I'll try to do the story really quick. So, because it's it's a very long story, but. Um, I'd heard through the rumor mill that DYDX was thinking about a Cosmos chain. Um, they had made some initial connections with the ICF on the dev side, and they uh, and ICF people had helped them um, with some of the initial ideation around whether or not their technical needs could be met. Um, they had kind of tried basically everything. They had literally like sampled from all possible things on the menu. And that was that is a thing that's reflective of their resources, right? That they had enough resources to be able to like essentially do a technical investigation of of everything. Um, but they decided on Cosmos by the time um, I got involved. Um, and but like so, you know, they were dependent on features of what is now Comet VFT that were in deep, deep trouble. Um, uh, the version of, Cosm- of, of Comet BFT um, that they uh, were building on top of was unreliable. Um, it was extremely, uh, uh, it had a huge amount of problems. Um, they needed a solution for native USDC uh, in, the, in the ecosystem. And, you know, uh, ICF was completely unwilling to help it with that in any way, shape or form. Um, they needed... Um, uh, help with how to onboard users from Ethereum um, in a seamless way. Um, and so, you know, I spent a lot of, I mean, I, I think a huge amount of effort this year, like we spun up an entirely new company for them um, to facilitate USDC on the network. We convinced, you know, Strangelove basically wrote the implementation um, uh, of, uh, you know, Token Factory for Circle. Uh, we, a bunch of us have spent a lot of time with Circle getting all of this uh, worked out. Uh, we, ba- we fired the entire team that was working on the consensus engine and hired a new team at Informal basically to, be, uh, uh, to, like accept, to make sure that we would actually deliver uh, a stable version of Tendermint that could do what DYDX needed uh, on time. Uh, and there's still a pretty big lag between um, on the performance side between what their full vision is and what Comet currently is able to deliver. Um, and we need to solve that. Um, 
uh, let's see what I mean. Yeah. And I mean, I, Marco has spent an enormous amount of time with their team as well. And the binary team is like making sure that, you know, there was support. We've been on, I've been on like design calls, like designing APIs to make sure their order matching would have like a same maintainable API, the Cosmos SDK. Um, and I think, you know, you know, if you go look at the app, like I love reading the code of the app. It's like, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, but like kind of the cause, you know, the strategy that, sort of I spent basically all of my political and co- capital in Cosmos uh, executing over this last year is like bet the farm on DYDX. Um, uh, because I don't think, you know, when we talk about all these other builders and stuff like that, it's it, builders are an important metric, but it's like you need, you know, for Cosmos to have a chance, we kind of need that. We need like one app that gives us credibility. And to a certain extent, Anchor used to be that app. And if we don't have that Anchor app, I think we're dead. Uh, and so, yeah, I burned all my political capital in Cosmos, making sure DYDX got over the finish. That was a pretty intense journey. Um, yeah, hope, hope it'll turn that. All right, I'm really looking forward to seeing it like in production. Um, Sunny, do you want to do you want to touch on like your understanding of the problem, whether you think it's like psyops or, or not, and how you think about it for like for the ecosystem as a whole in osmosis? Um, yeah. Could you, could you explain what, again, what, what, which problem are we talking about? I'm sorry, my, my connection has been coming in and out. Yeah. So we're talking about um, the hypothesis that I'm putting forward that Cosmos and that I'm not the only one to put forward and that not the first either, but um, that Cosmos lacks um, distribution, e.g. the ability to reach new audiences and users and pools of capital to actually function. I see. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think that the difficulty of attracting new users uh, definitely comes from, I think, a lack of, or a difficulty in just like the UX of the, of like onboarding onto Cosmos, right? Like. Uh, a lot of people have MetaMask wallets, and so you know the lack of MetaMask until very recently in Cosmos. But even right now, the MetaMask snaps are not really the like ideal solution, which is why we haven't added them to Osmosis yet. Like I think getting a more better natively in- integrated version of MetaMask is like a way of like, accessing all the Ethereum users. But like at the end of the day, I actually still think on-chain Ethereum users is such a tiny tiny pond right and that's why like we've been you know at, at Cosmoverse like I talked to I gave my presentation on about a lot of the work that we're doing with account abstraction and smart accounts because I think like if you really want to like tap into all the centralized you know like, like exactly mentioned right like all the who actually has the most distribution is centralized exchanges and centralized exchanges offer this like very web two style uh onboarding experience and login experience and uh I think that like if we want to access if we I posted a video uh, on YouTube. It's linked to it in my talk where, like, you can watch like one of my friends who is a like software engineer at Robinhood, like, work, like onboard onto Uniswap with MetaMask, and he like, can't figure it out, right? Because like these UXs are so bad. And so, if we actually want to like build stuff that is like, uh, I, I was in a, I was in a, what do you call it, uh, Turkey right now, right? And like at the bazaar, there's there's people who are like using like tether to like convert into Lira's like this actually OTC stalls that, are, that do this, which is like really cool. And like, you know, we should look at like how, and, and but a lot of it's like running on Binance, right? And so we should really be looking at like how has Binance 
done this like uh, user onboarding to like the farthest like edges of the world, right? And I think I think smart accounts is one part of that. Um, to answer the question about capital, I, I found out a lot right about now, how a, funny. I found out a lot about how Binance has onboarded users from every uh, every quarter of the world, and like in my travels, we should talk about it. <laughs> Interesting. I would love to uh, learn more. Uh, yeah, on the capital, I mean, I think right now the big issue is that there's actually been like a huge lack of new capital in crypto. Uh, basically, during the bear market, there's like not really much new money entering. It's all like the same money that's left over from the bull market, like sloshing around. And I, th- I, you know, I think Zaki actually put it pretty well when he's like, the problem is all the most degenerate capital in in cosmos all got wrecked with terra and so all the like you know risk taking capital that was already in cosmos has kind of went to zero and so uh i think really the answer to new capital is like setting ourselves up so that in the next bull market we'll be able to onboard bring in new sources of capital and you know i actually see that like I, I, I think that a lot of centralized exchanges are probably going to actually run into more and more regulatory issues coming soon, right? And like, I actually see this as an opportunity where this is like, you know, I don't think we have to be stealing users from Ethereum. I think we should be figuring out how to steal users from like centralized exchanges. So yeah, preparing ourselves product-wise to be able to onboard those users uh, and bring in new capital into the into the space or the new capital that's going to come into the space of the next bull market how do we make cosmos be their entry point yeah completely agree with uh, this. I think that's a really really kind of key point sorry Spade, I'll just just quickly make this point because um obviously we we've had the the binance listing this week um and we've seen like an, an influx of, of non-cosmos users and um sort of from the from the ground level onboarding these people is really hard um, you know, everybody's asking, what's the contract address? You know, how can I add it to my MetaMask, all this kind of stuff. This, this is all like real, real problems that we, we definitely need to, to get to grips with for sure. And that's even just the tip of the iceberg of people who are already using on-chain um, infrastructure and products, actually. So, yeah, completely agree with, um, with, with everyone's point. And there I think are, it's uh, with a really good... Uh, I've, been, I've been trying to help some institutions who need to LP on osmosis this week. Who want to LP on Osmosis this week, and it's been because uh, CL has turned out to make Osmosis as as predicted make made Osmosis more attractive to institutional users, but it seems to be pretty painful. I mean, I think like another thing that we spent a lot of time this year like working on is like custody support. So you know, we've had Anchorage support for a while, but like in the last like three months we basically onboarded both bitgo and fireblocks uh to support osmosis so hopefully with these like you know, anchorage is good for custody but like bitgo and fireblocks do a lot more advanced like you know you can do on-chain activities through these custodial accounts which is uh we ho- hope that hopefully that will help make some of these institutional onboarding some someone onboarded so <laughs> I guess that gives us a good segue into the solution part then. Um, and I, I'm conscious of time, and I think it would be great if we could get a couple of questions towards Ian from, from the public. But basically, um, we've heard a couple of ideas, which I, I think we have sort of like rough agreement on in terms of like what are the areas of focus um, for us to sort of like solve this problem 
Um, the first one being reducing barrier to adoption. I think both on the um, sort of like retail side, whereby you know not having MetaMask is a big problem, but just like the how we interact with the applications, transfer assets uh, within the ecosystem is also a, a massive issue. Although you know there are um, a bunch of developments these days with uh, packet forward middleware, but also like the Skip API and a number of teams that are working on this that are making things a lot better. Um, and then on the institutional side, we've heard like Sony discuss about um, kind of like custody and on-chain access types of services um, that are being provided by like for for more institutional type of profiles. I think both of these are kind of like very high priority areas um, to to be focused on throughout the ecosystem. The other thing I guess is we've heard as well like like Jose was making a point about. You know, we we have this stack that is tremendously powerful, um, but we're not actually leveraging it to build that differentiated applications. Um, E.g., you know, like in application specific infrastructure in the ecosystem today is that they like still use in most cases as a very accessory type of thing, whereby oh, you know, it makes the product marginally better, but it, it doesn't turn it into something that is like ten. 100x better than anything that the competition is is, is able to offer um, from general smart contract platforms, ecosystem like Ethereum and Solana. Um, and I, I think that's another major issue um, that we should sort of like attempt to fix by really doubling down on the best teams that have ambitions like DYDX to build like meaningfully better products uh, and bring them to Cosmos. So I think all of this to kind of like touches on some of the content of the discussion so far, I'd be super interested to hear your thoughts on like what are the f further kind of like areas of focus for us to solve this distribution problem. Um, one of them being uh, actually you know, how do we vampire attack centralized exchanges? Um, I guess Elijah, if you want to go briefly, and then Zaki. Um... Yeah, I have one quick point, but I think it's very clear what we need to do, and I think pretty much everyone should be dedicating their entire runway to this. But we should invest in really, really sophisticated infrastructure, cloning infrastructure. This way we can uh, uh, replicate Zaki, right? So there's like state machine replication. We need Zaki replication. Um, and I think most of our problems would be solved if, if we do this. Proof of that. So. <laughs> Zaki, do you want to go? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I will say that I actually have at this point, been a little bit I at this point I'm having a hard time thinking of something other than a perp dex actually that there is uh, um, like a huge 100x benefit to building on the Cosmos SDK um, like the two like like there's so right now uh, like Hyperliquid is built on top of uh, like the Tendermint stack, but isn't connected to Cosmos, and it's doing about eighty million dollars a day in volume, and generally killing all of the Ethereum L2 perpdexes uh, in a fairly rapid fashion. Uh, it's probably like the most counter Ethereum dominant narrative out there. Um, and like if DYDX kind of works, um, it will obviously you know will probably will be like well over fifty percent of the perpdex market share. And the perp dex market share is one percent of the perp market um, uh, on centralized exchanges. So like, there's a lot of room to grow. But like, there is an extent to which like programmable block production and like programmable transaction matching and having built-in oracles 
kind of has like one, there's like one place where all those pieces fit together, which is building vertexes. Um, and so that's like very much on my mind. Um, and then from a, how do you vampire attack uh, the uh, centralized exchanges? I, I think I've actually kind of started to figure out how you do it because um, it turns out that Binance very much does not own the on-ramps and off-ramps of most of the ecosystem. It turns out to be like local, heavily regulated centralized exchanges um, that own the on-ramps and off-ramps of much of the ecosystem. Um, and it, Binance is actually like where the, is like the, is the, is the second leap on most of those funds. And so what's actually the hard problem is, is actually how do you, how do you make it, how do you build relationships with like Indonesian, Philippines, Vietnam, centralized exchanges so that another destination where those users can go is like DEXs and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of opportunity to feed those markets' desires for leverage, volatility, and yield um, uh, that, like, really hasn't, hasn't been tapped into. Jack, you've uh, had your hand up there for, for a little while. Have you got uh, something to, to add to that? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, no, I just, I think that when we're thinking about what we need to do to increase distribution, we need to think, think about the strengths of the Cosmos stack. And those are things like sovereign and we need to go find the users for those products. And I, I honestly think that there's a lot of institutional users there. And I think that what we're seeing with provenance and some other projects is like, we're starting to prove out that demand. But what I hear a lot of people calling for is sort of like a centralized BD effort. We need BD, we need BD. The fact is, is that, you know, Zucky and me and Marco and Sonny and a bunch of other folks have multi-headed Hydra for BD without any real support. And I think that this decentralization is more of a feature than a bug. And what we need to do is lean into that and figure out how to build better support mechanisms for those folks. And I think some of that work is ongoing, but I don't think we solve it by creating some super BD team. I, I think it's solved by more decentralized coordination and, and more effort there. I want to I want to second uh, Jack on that. If you look at uh, what's going on right now, you have a uh, strange love that is in touch with Hyperlane with Wormhole. They are supporting us for IBC. At Informal, we're taking on Comet. So we're in touch with Starkware, we're in touch with Aztec, we're in touch with Polygon to help them uh, use Comet as a decentralized sequencer. And so I feel like um, you know this setup is actually pretty effective. Uh, you have people specializing in different parts of the stack and going ahead and uh, you know making the best case for it. So, like I guess. And I mean, like we we also brought in USDC too. So I think that the, I think the difference, I think the difference yeah. with like the centralized sequencing and stuff, and even the hyperlane integration. Though I agree, I think USDC is is an example of this. Is it doesn't bring liquidity into the Cosmos ecosystem, right? It definitely increases the shelf life, of the Cosmos stack, right? You know, repurposing Tendermint. Um, as a sequencer for like you know Ethereum rollups, I think you know definitely means you know more teams are invested in uh, the the stack you know existing for for years and years to come. Um, but I I think it doesn't really solve the question of bringing liquidity into the ecosystem. Um, I and I I sort of like I I sort of disagree about the reason why I'm like jumping in this because I disagree about this BD piece. I think like one thing that actually keeps me up at night. Is uh, the failure to you know foresee and uh, um, and and be proactive about the uh, the the maker 
uh, or you know any decisions that Maker uh, is going to be making around like where to build their Maker chain. Um, you know, I don't I mean, have. There so were a lot of people in touch with Rune trying to sell him on Cosmos, like Be- beforehand or after he made this. Post? Before, even before. before. Yeah, you have like five or six people going at it, and I, I think the more yeah, people. Yeah, and I like, like, I had like Zucky and I. Guys, just uh, everyone sort of jumping in a little bit. I think I think Fireball had, had a point to finish, and then uh, maybe we need to get back to sort of raising hands to to make points. So uh, so Fireball, if you if you want to go. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, no, just um, my point to finish. I think was just uh, asking a question to Jose actually, since I, I read the thread, and I was uh, curious exactly. You know, he said like the ICF should take a more proactive role in making the Cosmos stack, you know, um, expanding the Cosmos stack, uh, improving distribution. I'm curious in practice what that looks like. Like it's one thing to say it, but what does it look like in practice? What does he have ICF has to do here? Jose, are you still with us? I think maybe uh, maybe Jose is not with us. Sorry for sorry for cutting you off there, Jack. I think you, you were talking, but it was it was sort of there's like three or four of us all talking at once. Oh yeah, no, totally. I was just saying like there was a an effort to try to bring Maker Chain in. And you know, you can't win them all. Like some people just want to fork the Solana code base instead of going to therapy. Um, I was misunderstanding that like there's actually a decision been made around the maker stuff. I think like, uh, I don't know, I talked to Rune about this, like it's very much like something they're not starting for over a year. Like it's not like something they've made a decision along. It's like they, 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 they use the Solana code base as Solana as a stand in word to be like some app chain stack. And so far in their like research that what seems promising and it's mostly down to performance reasons. Um, Maker is not a foregone thing on Cosmos. I want to make that. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Um, but like, then we should, right? We should have some sort of. I, I mean, I don't know if it, it makes sense to even like organize it or what, but there should definitely be some effort um, and, and some initiative in order for us to like, you know, service the needs of like potentially a really big user of the stack that, you know, could bring in a lot of liquidity into the ecosystem. What we really should be doing is like going to talk to everyone who is like chosen on alternative stack. Like at at Cosmoverse, I was chatting with the team that's building Avails, which is like this like spin out of Polygon to DA layer, and they chose to build on Substrate instead of the Cosmos SDK. Which is like, I don't know, we should like, why why did they choose to build on Substrate? They said it was mostly like Rust, right? Okay, well, were they pitched the you know wonders of Cosmosm yet, Um, or like? You know, why did something like Telegram, Telegram chain, like Khan, like not use the Cosmos SDK? Like we should go out and like find all the chains, like major chains that are not using the Cosmos SDK and figure out why aren't they using the Cosmos SDK. Um, I've talked to a lot of them. Um, What's the general like, like overarching reason? Um, programming language was a big one. Like Khan implemented Tendermint. Like they run the tender, they run Tendermint consensus. They just wrote their own implementation in C++. They actually sent it to me before they launched and were like, can you look at this and see if it's right? Um, uh, and I did look at it and saw that it was right. Um, uh, they did a good job of implementing it. Um, uh, Avail, it was a couple of things. One, so Avail's market for data availability is very much ZK roll-up centric. It's kind of, so like select like kind of the fork in the road is that like Celestia prioritized optimistic and sovereign rollups over zk rollups and avail was like because of you know it came out of the uh, uh, 
polygon sort of ZK rollup maximalism camp, it like prioritized and like the entire like with the exception of of uh, consensus's ZK rollup, like right, like every other ZK rollup is written in Rust, right? And so you know that that was a that was a uh, and like so like but like you know Avail is very interested and in, in in being IBC connected, like. I think, you know, the, the narrative of you can build, like, you know, especially with Polkadot kind of aggressively dying right now, it's like the narrative of, hey, like, plug, like, write a substrate chain. We have IBC for substrate that we spent all this money on. Uh, you can just plug into Cosmos. You can, you can get price discovery on Osmosis. You can get USDC from Noble. Like, substrate is now like a co-equal building environment, is, which is a reality that we're, like, not quite there yet, but it's actually, like... It's like it's like a plausible thing that we're like not that far from. It's actually not a bad narrative to say, and I think there's like a definitely a story with like the entropy and avail about them uh, uh, plugging into the IBC ecosystem and essentially being much more natively part of Cosmos. Okay, so um, so just before we go to D, uh, we are coming up on the hour. Um, it was the space was scheduled for an hour, so if if people need to leave, then by all means do just just drop down. No one's uh, no one's going to hold it against you. My diary's free, so I'm happy to kind of keep the space going. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll keep it going. And if, if people leave, they leave. And if they don't, we'll keep going. So, D, you've had your hand up for a while. Over to you. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I won't belabor the point too much. I think ultimately what, what I see is um, to bring in net new users. I, I don't think going after ETH liquidity and ETH users is the winning strategy for Cosmos. That, that's not it. The winning strategy for Cosmos Again, I think it was already said by multiple people here is bringing it by bringing in net new users is the only way we're going to be able to do that is creating net new applications. Normies that aren't on chain today, they don't want like my wife. She doesn't want leverage. She doesn't want a yield farm. She probably wants a really good social application that also has like a, a P2P payments uh, method as well. So nobody in the entire crypto ecosystem uh, across all ecosystems have not created, in my opinion, a good P2P payment solution that also has like a non-financialized social aspect to it. So I think like something like that is, if we can build that in the cosmos, uh, I think that is a way to bring in net new users on chain. I think second, um, even though like all the, the decentralized coordination that I think is being done, and I like have all the respect in the world for the stuff that uh, Jack is doing at Strangelove, Zucky, Thyborg, and Informal, et cetera, like this, this, Behind, I don't want to say behind closed doors, not like in a negative way, but this decentralized BD effort, it's, it needs to be like, it needs to be more of like a central focal point. Like it, we need to be able to show the uh, people that are on chain today, the builders that are on chain and also net new developers that we want to bring into the ecosystem that like Cosmos is open for business. We need to be able to be at the forefront and like, I think doing it the way we're doing it today is I don't think a winning strategy. Uh, and I think third, like, we need to be earlier on in the pipeline of bringing in talent to the cosmos. So like we need to be at every single blockchain club in all the top universities in, in the United States and around the world. Like we need to be able to have like hackathons at these universities because by the time people are on chain, I think a lot of college students are already in Ethereum. Like we need to be earlier than Ethereum and how we leapfrog that is by again, like having go, going after the top universities around the world and having hackathons and having grants paid out in Atom, paid out in Osmo, what have you, it doesn't really matter. But like we need to get earlier in the, in the uh, I guess, the talent pipeline. And um, I, I think expanding IBC to other L2s and whatnot will help. That will maybe move the needle a little bit. But that is not ultimately like how Cosmos is going to be able to supplant Ethereum as like the dominant ecosystem uh, for the, like the future of finance. I, I completely agree with the, the point in like, 
being earlier in the pipeline. I'm not sure though about the no leverage, no um, no rewards, no volatility element because um, I think we also need to like recognize where blockchain is adding value and where it's not. And I think there's a lot of these like so, you know, if you're making a social network for like journalists that are censored by the state, then maybe that's like super valuable to have on a, on a blockchain, ideally probably a private one, right? Um, to avoid censorship and such, right? But 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 wouldn't that same application just be better suited or better served by kind of like centralized databases and, and, and such in the Web2 model? is sort of like, I think one of the difficulties that we sort of like bump our heads against as well when we're looking for these this sort of like more approachable applications. Um, I, I do think though, like we had re really interesting conversations at, at Cosmoverse with a couple of folks and sort of like the, the framework that they presented was um, included like one category that was vampiring attack, like like vampire attacking um, existing social graphs and then basically um, enabling either one of these three components that Zaki mentions of like, you know, um, leverage, volatility or, or yield on, on top of it which you know provides this kind of like financialized or like experiences but does actually achieve adoption um as we've seen with like stuff like friendtech for example um the the question now being like how do we mix like how do we ensure that these systems just don't just die after the uh, the end of the, the sort of like the, the initial hype um that they generate i guess yeah i think i think i my point was in general like uh no crypto chain uh application has hit mainstream adoption because i think it focused on financialization too early like the reason why i got into crypto was the idea of like decentralized ownership of like unstoppable protocols uh that can do financial activity that have social activity and i think protocols that focus too much on financialization too early uh are only going after like a subset a very very small niche in a subset of people and like oh, the normies that we want to bring like the next billion users on chain, or, or I would say the first billion users on chain. Cause we have like 10 users on chain across all these ecosystems today. Uh, and I think that to do that, it has to be a non-financialized application because most people are, are not going to come here uh, to, to lever up for volatility institutions might. So like, I think obviously the work that like uh, Sonny, you were saying about bringing on fireblocks and Bitcoin and whatnot, like getting institutional, uh, infrastructure is, or primitives are going to be key to bring an institutional capital into the space. And I think that maybe like starts the flywheel of getting more mindshare in the Cosmos ecosystem. So I think that's incredibly important. So like, I don't want to say that financial applications are, are not uh, important. They, they very much are. Uh, and I think you could do a lot of interesting stuff with the Cosmos stack that you can't do in other ecosystems. But I think also to bring in, like, uh, I think Sunny was saying earlier, people are doing like P2P payments, uh, paying in Tether and whatnot. Like, People, most people in, around the world just want to have like a really easy censorship resistant P2P like payments application uh, that also maybe have a social uh, social like aspect to it. And I think if we can, I don't know what that use case exactly looks like that's better than Web2, but if we can find that, if we can try to attract the right builders to reimagine what this application could be, uh, and if it's good enough, like that's how you bring on the next billion users. Like it mostly starts off with like a, a type of social aspect to it. But I think Frentech is going to pretty much die because it financialized too early. Uh, and we, we got to figure out a way to, I guess, find, find a middle ground. Obviously, I don't have like the, the solution, but I would just caution that like focusing solely on leverage and, and yield farming and whatnot, like that's not going to bring in a billion users. It, it, it just won't.
Yeah, I noticed uh, Chris, Chris Amani's here and uh, the listeners. I know he has some thoughts on this. I don't know if you guys are interested in kind of bringing him up, getting his, his two cents on it. Yeah, of course, uh, Chris. If, if you want to just uh, make a request, we'll, we'll definitely bring you up. Um, and it, like, like I said, we are we are kind of running over, so at some point we will start to invite people. But uh, I know, for example, Jack has been fighting to get back up on stage, and we've now got him back up. Uh, so, Jack, if uh, over to you, if you've, you've got some comments. Oh no, I was just I, I had to jump real quick for a couple minutes, and then I'm I'm back up. But uh, yeah, just wanted to okay, rejoin cool. the conversation here. No worries, yeah. Elijah. Then. Yeah, so. Elijah. So I'm just going to say, um, I think like, uh, you know, uh, uh, for capital made some interesting points, uh, but I, I tend to disagree pretty largely. Like, I think like, it's easy to say like, oh, wouldn't it be like, you know, great if we had some, you know, perfect social killer app that you know, everyone wanted to use and had censorship resistant P2P payments and everyone would love that. I don't think like that's the reality of the situation. I think like crypto is really good at a few things, very obviously. I think like friend tech, I will argue, like is only successful because it is a financial app. Like it would not be, you know, like and 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 most of friend tech is actually not on chain. Any of the social components of friend tech are actually not on chain, right? They're you know, it's it's on an app on your iPhone or on your Android or whatever, right? The, the you know elements that are on chain are the ones that are financial, right? It is like the bonding curve, you know, aspect of it, um, and. Uh, the sort of like P2P payment side, it's it's like a very easy lift as like a developer to build something like that, right? Like every blockchain has P2P payments. Um, and there's like, you know, a million checkout with X products, right? Coinbase has a Coinbase commerce and, you know, um, you know, Bitcoin has, you know, like, you know, checkout with Bitcoin, or like there's some Bitcoin companies that like do checkout with Bitcoin. And, you know, there's some Ethereum companies that do it just for Ethereum. You know, there's like, there's applications like these that exist that just like let you do payments. Um, so I just want to like, I just want to like double click on it and just, you know, reiterate that friend tech is like the social components are not on chain. The, the, the social, you know, the financial components are on chain. Um, and so I think like it just reiterates like crypto is really good at a few things. A lot of those things are financial. And I, I think like, you know, we can try to drift away from that. Um, but if you even look at like, you know, the most interesting applications of crypto to gaming and you know other situations i think a lot of them are financial um i think some of them are a little bit more like you know like long-term interesting stuff you know like like this uh autonomous world stuff i think is still interesting it's, i wouldn't say it's like entirely financial um but I, I will say that like i think a lot of the, the most interesting things are financial and if we look at the successful social applications in crypto they have like large financial elements and that's usually where the crypto comes in um so yeah i'm just putting that out there Jose, you've uh, you had your hand raised for a while. Uh, just another reminder for Chris: uh, if if you do want to come up, then uh, then please request, and we'll bring you up. But yeah, Jose. Yep. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Nice. Yeah. Um. On the on on the topic of like Ethereum users, uh, I do think they're like two separate strands, and both are super valuable. Like one attracting kind of net new users to crypto, and, and the second one on just like going after existing Ethereum users. Um, I do think like always going after net new users and, and net new experiences is, is a bit of a, is like somewhat of a trap. Like I think to some extent we have to accept that there may be, depending how you, how you, how you look at it, like a hundred thousand or so users on chain. Um, and rather than like kind of hating on that, it's worth realizing that probably the highest willingness to pay like demographic you can find anywhere, right? Like there, there's like, 
Alluvium crowd sale or whatever had less than a thousand participants, raised 72 million. There's plenty of examples of this. People aping nearly nine figures into base out of off an Etherscan contract without even a front end. And like these, these things are, are huge opportunities. Um, and, and I think building applications around that and around like proven use cases like speculation and, and, and financial financialization is important. It's just that the Cosmos versions of them have to be sufficiently better to warrant moving over and i don't think that's like an infeasible task uh i think there's a bit of people are a bit defeatist about it i think the last bull market showed that a lot of heads are definitely willing to move over to new ecosystems provided there is like either yield or just like net new interesting opportunities whether it was Solana or or, or terror avax right all, all sort of prove that in, in their own ways um and i think that'll come back i don't i don't really think uh, most people care about ETH alignment or ETH security. Um, I think that's a bit of a meme right now. I think most people care about being able to use MetaMask and, and it being really easy. Like most of these rollups don't even have sort of like permissionless fraud proofs in, 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 in production. They're like multi-sigs. You know, people aren't analyzing that and looking at the security trade-offs. So I do think if you can, if you build net new, like better applications, you can attract those users from Ethereum. And to some extent, it's a more proven market than going after like Bitcoin users, right? Which like every single, like we've seen a bunch of people try and get Bitcoin people to, to do stuff, whether it's on like the, the stacks of this world or like the Bitcoin rollups and, and like that, that's been really difficult. I am hopeful. I think, I think there's like all those strands are interesting, but I think like it's really important to also focus on bringing ETH users over. And I think it's like very much feasible. Well, very much feasible, but you do need like net new applications and creative builders. And for me, like the way that you get that, uh, I mean, there's definitely some of it that can be top down, like brilliant people like those on, on this call, um, sort of doing, doing brainstorming on what those applications could look like, you know, putting out requests for builders, requests for protocols. But I think the, the main way that you do that is through BD. It's, it's through getting out there, like, like Apple said, in, in the universities, um, doing DevRel, like having a, a PD function is talking to a lot of builders who have cool ideas and, and having like a portfolio approach to it, right? Where you're, you're getting a bunch of builders to come and try things and some of them will work hugely, right? Which is what we saw with Solana last cycle, uh, which now has like a few applications, which I'd say are, are reaching like some, some decent traction. Um, and like, yeah, I'm, I'm again, I have huge respect for the efforts of, of Jack, Zaki and others on, on the PD side, but I'm like on the total opposite side centralized BD will, will work. Like I really think you do need centralized BD with real killers that can run a whole process that that, that can like follow up, tester, that that's their full-time job, that they're going to universities, that they're winning over these builders because other ecosystems have that. Um, it's proven its its effectiveness um, and you just can't compete with that in a, in a decentralized way in my yeah, I, I think um, that one thing to think about when we're thinking about these centralized efforts in other BD communities is like, what's the cost of, to acquire a consumer and like, how much does that consumer bring in? And I think that if you actually dig into the numbers on a lot of those things, they're incredibly in the negative, i.e. they're spending a lot of money to bring in very marginal users who aren't making a huge difference. And then those users end up getting taken by other ecosystems in many cases. Um, so I think that this like winning of centralized BD strategies, there's a lot of factors that aren't being considered. And when you look at some like traditional web two metrics, maybe they're not nearly as successful as we think they are. 
And I think that, you know, parity spinning down their BD effort sort of shows this in a real way. Um, I think like one of the value props from a BD point of view that actually Cosmos kind of historically has neglected is more like the number of counterparties that are willing. Like, I, I actually think that like the efforts, the BD efforts on Ethereum are like kind of like the things that have worked on Ethereum have been and like worked in, in I think Ethereum the most is has been uh, like one is the number of like the number and diversity of counterparties that use Ethereum, right? And I do think that that's an incredibly valuable metric. Um, uh, the another metric that is um, that I think is like really valuable uh, around Ethereum that like Ethereum has gotten. Uh, right, it's like value of assets issued on chain. Um, like asset issuers are really critical. Um, I think things kind of fall out of of those of those kind of core uh, those core metrics. I think like one of the biggest ch- challenges of that, like you know, kind of like loop back to the beating with like what Jose has said is a big part of like how the ICF sees the world is literally the only metric they track is how big their treasury is and how rapidly they are spending it. Um, it's probably the only KPI that exists. Um, uh, and like Brian's response to Jose's tweet was like reiterating that that is the core metric of the ICF. Like this is how big our treasury is. This is how fast we're spending it. Um, and there is largely no other goal. There's never been any other goal at the ICF. The stated purpose of the ICF uh, was to shift IBC uh, and the and the Cosmos stack. And there was never, as there's never been a KPI that existed at the ICF after that. Um, and it is going to be really, it's really, really hard to retroactive like retrofit those KPIs uh, uh, onto any of the existing organizations. So I think like one of the biggest challenges then is like to have a centralized BD effort and to have a BD effort that makes sense, right? The other thing is like you need to have a central token. Uh, you need to have a token that like accrues value from the BD efforts, um, even if the, if the value it accrues is just like hype value. Um, and, you know, this is, this becomes like sort of like a, you know, why like, you know, this idea of having more organizational structure that's like funded in Atom, incentivized in Atom um, is a thing, but that requires like a whole decentralized governance process that has been incredibly slow moving. Um, and, you know, I'm grateful for all of the people who have participated in it. Um, but yes, it is, it, is a, it, is a, it is a bit of a tricky thing and I don't anticipate anything changing at the ICF um, ever. Uh, I expect that their, their metrics will always be this is the size of our treasury. This is how quickly we're spending it. Um, and uh, I don't think that that will ever change. And I think that there needs to be that like, if there's ever going to be a, an institution in Cosmos that has a different KPI than that, um, it'll have to be spun up kind of de novo. There definitely seems to be some sort of um, coalescence around this, this argument of, of, of centralized versus decentralized BD. And uh, that might need a, another discussion sort of in its own right by the sounds of it. Um, but sort of uh, to put that to one side for a second, Jose was uh, was keen to speak to Chris earlier on. He's he's come up, um, so welcome, Chris. And uh, yeah, Jose, maybe you want to just sort of remind us what what you would uh, what you were hoping he would talk about. Uh, no, just 
I've just uh, spoken to, to, to Chris about this a bit over, over the last few weeks, and um, I know they have yeah have some thoughts on it. Also, a lot of experience in, in Web two on the on the BG side, so just wanted to get his his take on this whole on, on the Cosmos distribution problem and how he's how he's thinking about it. Yeah, sure. So um, you know, first and foremost, I, I don't have a ton of experience. I just I've been with Terra for. Um, you know, I think we're coming up on, on two years and a few months here. Um, and I don't, I don't have a ton of experience like monitoring or understanding what ICF has done historically, but I, I do want to say, um, I kind of agree with both Jack and Jose in a way, um, like first and foremost, like all of the stuff that's been built by, I think we're like nearing an inflection point on UX UI in Cosmos and, and all of the tools and infrastructure that's been invested in, in this kind of organic decentralized way, um, feels like it, it's just right on the verge of paying off in terms of abstracting away, um, what is currently an impossible UX UI, um, between all of these chains and, and tracking what happened afterwards. I mean, so like the work on IBC hooks and, and IBC in general and packet forward mill packet forwarding middleware, I feel like it, like there's an opportunity in the next couple of um, maybe months, maybe in the next couple of quarters to like really leapfrog um, a lot of other ecosystems in terms of like the applications that can be built on top of it and abstracting all that away. So first and foremost, I think, you know, as much flack as they've gotten, and, and again, I don't follow this that closely, like a lot of the work that's been done has been incredibly valuable and, and the applications that, that Terra is building are going to take advantage of that. So I want to acknowledge that. I think... I also, what, what Jose said, I do think there needs to be some kind of centralized effort, um, or at least that some kind of centralized effort could potentially be um, positive ROI. But I would also agree with Jack in that if you, if you applied Web2 metrics to the, the types of money that's been spent by some of these other ecosystems, I doubt any of them would make any financial sense. Um, and it's just because like crypto hasn't solved the retention problem yet, right? And so when you're working on a funnel, you just typically, you rarely in any Web2 company that I've been a part of would throw a bunch of money at the top of the funnel when you haven't figured out how to retain those users. And so, yeah, they've been effective at like getting people in, but I don't think they've been effective at getting people to stay. But that isn't to say that, that we can't try new things and apply these metrics and, and these frameworks for evaluating spend, um, especially like BD spend or sales spend. Um, on like a small scale to see how it would work, right? Like, like, is there a middle ground where, you know, ICF doesn't completely pivot, IC, ICF doesn't completely, you know, pour millions and millions of dollars into it, but you, you create some small team, um, you give them a defined set of metrics and you let them build out a pipeline and, and like apply basic web to customer acquisition strategies to it and see how it works, right? Like the, it feels like there could at least be some kind yeah. of experimentation that can take place. I, I, I agree. I tend to see the problem with this, though, is like, who's backstopping that BD effort? You know, does the ICF spin up an entire, like, consulting business and start competing with a ton of different folks in the ecosystem who also, like, provide that work, look at informal and strange love on this call, as well as other folks? Um, or is it just sort of like teeing up things for other builders in the ecosystem and helping connect people? I think if it's B, that's a really great way to grow it. And back to the comments around like 
making making people really wealthy and like how Ethereum has been successful, Cosmos has made a lot of validators and other infrastructure builders able to make a living in this ecosystem. And, you know, if the ICF starts competing with those folks, that's to our detriment. Spade, you've, uh, you've been waiting a while. You've uh, you got your hand up. Yeah, sure. to you. I think like, I think that that's a really interesting conversation that I've been sort of like trying to wrap my head around, but, but um, I think that second type of like BD effort that, that we're discussing right now, it probably should be conducted actually. Like, I think there's a paradox that I find interesting, which is that that second BD effort should probably be conducted by sort of like the, 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 the platforms and application teams themselves, because they're a lot better placed to have kind of like a view of exactly what products can be built, what teams are capable of doing this, and you know, like to to actually reach people and build things that that are valuable. And there there may be ways, although I think they're probably non non obvious due to like conflicts of interest and all of these kind of like um, complexities in making robust systems um, for 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 the support to be to be granted. But like, so my fundamental like belief here is that like I think these teams, like teams like um, ourselves, like um, Chris's teams as well, should be the ones doing this effort and should be supported in doing so to really bring distribution to the ecosystem. But I think the paradox lies in the fact that the, at the end of the day, the, the sort of like experience that Chris is talking about, which by the way, I fully agree with, um, the, the sort of like logical conclusion, the way to frame this, in my opinion, is it's abstracting the chains away, right? And so you have this kind of like, kind of like interesting sort of, um, sort of like dichotomy between like the chains themselves as entities, like prominent entities are conducting the BD and basically like driving the ecosystem and application build out. While at the same time, you know that for us to be actually able to vampire attack centralized exchanges and, and, and other types of institutions that have a rich distribution around, you know, crypto, like cryptography and blockchains, um, you need to completely abstract away the platform. You know, the, the, the sort of like the general gist of, of the idea being like, oh, you know, when you're um, using a website, you don't think about like AWS and whatever, right? And I, I think that that intuition is kind of like it's it's uh, directionally correct, right? We have made a lot of, um, of of progress thanks to like teams like StrangeLove and others uh, in terms of like that IBC UX um, routing aggregation and and all of these things. Um, there are teams like Osmosis who are doing like similar work to what we've been thinking about like for for a very long time at Neutron, which is you know, how do you create this kind of like um, the wallet itself even is abstracted, but you have that sort of like access method that allows you to hold, move funds and access applications like throughout, not just Cosmos over IPC, but really throughout the entire industry. So that at the end of the day, what the user sees is like one app that gives it a portal into anything that like DeFi has to offer really without really having to think about these contracts of like a bridge, right? Like as long as we keep thinking about bridges as bridges, we've basically failed our missions. Like the bridges themselves shouldn't, well, not that they shouldn't exist, but they shouldn't be something that are on the top of the mind of the of anyone. Really, what the user should do is access applications. And maybe that requires some, you know, management to get the assets where they need to be. And But but that should be completely abstracted away from, from, from what people think about, right? And so, um, you know, I, I think it's like a, a, a super interesting kind of like bunch of discussion that we've had today um, and just wanted to kind of like wrap, wrap this into sort of like what I've been thinking about this. Um, Zaki, I see that you have the, your hand up. Do you want to go? Yeah, I just wanted to like um, make another just comment, you know, about like process and structure here, which is I, the one of the 
like realities of the situation, right? Is that like the decentralized BD network like came into existence. Um, it's not just the you know the strangers and the informals who are on these calls. It's like Cosmos Station, Kepler, all of these things own pieces, significant pieces of BD flow. Um, and another problem that, that like because we're not like essentially a new ecosystem, and instead this thing exists. Right, the uh, role of the ICF in BD has always been very unclear. For sp specifically this reason, are they supposed to feed deals uh, to these entities or not? Um, and the and it like imposes an additional. So like the Solana Foundation also like doesn't essentially own customer success or like from their from their top of funnel in any way, shape, or form. They feed they feed out all of the all of the inbound out to like this network, but at, and like. If you if you are a little bit more familiar with the Solana ecosystem, the failure rates on BD efforts are incredibly high um, because of this. Because like you have BD teams at the foundation who like you know bring in a lot of deals, um, and very very few of those deals end up turning into like things that are actually launched on chain. Um, because like they you know they die somewhere in this like contracting process and like. Um, and consensus, on the other hand, like owned a lot of of deals in hand and got a lot of things over the finish line. Um, uh, uh, though a lot of like you know consensus built apps ended up not being dominant in, care, in their category, like Air, Uniswap built AirSwap and stuff like that uh, killed AirSwap. But on the other hand, it's like consensus did build end to end solutions, um, and some of those solutions ended up mattering, uh, and so. Uh, it is a, it is very tricky actually to kind of try to retrofit any sort of centralized coordinated BD effort onto like the existing network without torpedoing all of the things that already exist, um, and that's another incredibly difficult thing to engineer um, inside the foundation structure. And definitely, like the current foundation leadership is extremely unaware of exactly like you know where the interests are, where what what people are doing, what deals. Uh, fortunately, I'm not in the consulting business, and so I just feed deals to other teams. Okay, so um, we've uh, we've got a, some fresh blood up on stage. Uh, we've lost Sonny, we lost Jack, we got Jack back. We've also got Fiborg back. Um, so uh, one of the new guys up to speak is, is Better Future, I, I believe. Off the top of my head, is is co lead of the uh, Atom Accelerator DAO. Uh, Better Future, I believe you've you've been listening in, and you've uh, you've got some comments. Yeah, sure. Uh, thank you. It's been a good discussion. I missed the first part of it, but it seems to be a discussion about kind of the proper um, topology of kind of BD teams within kind of the the, the interchain um, within the AEZ, uh, you know, around the hub. Um, from an Adam Accelerator DAO standpoint, definitely, you know, doing grant making, we um, find from time to time there's a need to kind of structure the the deals, and we end up kind of getting bogged down with, you know, members of a part-time reviewer committee kind of getting called into the task of, 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 of structuring to, to kind of make, you know, uh, a, a project and the milestones make sense. Um, and, you know, there have been a number of cases where we could, in the negotiations with teams, um, return a portion of, like, I'll give the, the Mystic Labs kind of wallet as an example. Um, we were able to negotiate a 33% revenue, revenue share um, back to the community pool. And there's quite a few cases where that, that's possibly the case. AADAO is very kind of focused on 
you know, the the atom value accrual problem, um, which kind of puts us in the in the you know the AEZ primarily. Although there, there's possibilities where you know a deal with say Uniswap could bring value back to atom, um, which would take us out of the AEZ. Um, I think for our phase two renewal mandate, um, we we want to split the grant kind of reviewer committee function with also having a parallel BD function and using the BD function to you know do the the origination and and then the structuring and really with an emphasis on bringing kind of revenue share back to the back to the community pool. Um, so, so yeah, those are a few thoughts, kind of provisionally from AA Dow. Okay, thanks. Thanks for that. I mean, we're actually sort of kind of really focused on 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 a wider Cosmos distribution program um, problem at the moment, uh, rather than sort of being AEZ specific. Uh, specific, but I appreciate your thoughts, and uh, I think Fiberg had some had some response to that. I got a bump. Yeah, well, I, I, I got a bump. Uh, I'll catch you guys later. Thanks, Cyborg. Cheers, Jack. Cheers, Jack. Uh, yeah, just on the on that actually, I think. Um, like one very important thing for for cosmos is for adam to succeed i'm actually curious i left for a second so maybe it came up but i'm i'm curious why this didn't came up before that uh, you know for for an entire ecosystem to invest in itself there needs to be a shelling point like there needs to be a token here that people can ape into i think it was Zaki or jose that mentioned that the use case for crypto are you know uh, spot trading derivative all of that is uh, is speculation and to do speculation you need to have like an asset that you can clearly identify as you know, the asset of the core ecosystem. Uh, that's Solana for the Solana ecosystem, that's it for Ethereum. I, I feel like you know, without that in Cosmos, all the efforts in BD that you can have, whether it's from a centralized entity or decentralized entity, are essentially in vain. I think you would lose, uh, you, would, you would completely you know, um, be unable to measure any metrics without you know, any focus on Atom. So what um, I just wanted to plug in here that informal system is, uh, is making a prop to switch the funding for the Cosmos Hub team from the ICF to the community pool. And maybe uh, you know, that's a, a plea for the ICF to not withdraw uh, this, this uh, cash, this uh, liquidity that they're going to stop paying to informal and instead keep for the stack. And I would like to see them use that to grow the AAZ and specifically focus on Atom. And I think that would be you know, a very important marketing effort for the entire ecosystem to double down on Atom. I, I, I partially agree with this. EG, I, I partially agree with the, like, I mean, I, I strongly agree with the idea that in, in this industry, like having a token that pumps is sort of one of the things that has been kind of like instrumental to driving interest and help motivate adoption because we, we're still, you know, de facto in a place whereby there is, an, there is a degree of effort that is required to onboard to any ecosystem or blockchain stack. And unless you have some sort of intrinsic motivation in doing so, or you know, extrinsic in some cases, like some people literally pay uh, to to on, like for on for users to onboard themselves, like that can be a strategy. But as, as was discussed previously in this conversation, it tends not to be super uh, high ROI. Like I, I do agree in this re in in this regard, right? What what where I sort of disagree is at the end of the day, like I I don't think um, like Adam can be accessed anywhere essentially right it can be accessed on osmosis it can be accessed on ethereum it can be accessed on centralized exchanges and so having the token pump is i think a, a great thing and would help cosmos for sure it like you know 
If anything, it would increase the security of the Cosmos Hub itself, as well as that of every consumer chain. It would make Atom a better meme, a better driver of attention and 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 and, and interest in the ecosystem. Um, but but I do think that like at the end of the day, if Atom is not like what matters is not really Atom, it's what app you can access Atom into, right? Um, and, and and I think that's what we should be focusing on. I mean, like just just to sort of jump in there. Um, I, I do also sort of see where where Fibro is coming from, and, and it relates to a, a space that we had on a Monday night where we sort of, as a community, interviewed some Solana users, uh, and we were talking to them about why they are not Cosmos users. And and one of the, the plain and simple reasons is that it's sort of the, the UX problems that, that come from having multiple tokens around the ecosystem. You know, you, if you're a Sol user, you use Sol, you buy a little bit of Sol, that covers all your gas yeah, fees yeah. wherever you wherever you want to wherever you want to use I mean, it. Don't get me wrong, it's not so much about the fundamentals of, of Atom. It's it's more about the 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 UX of, of having a single token and not having to have different gas ga, different tokens for gas on different chains. Well, I mean, the gas point is an interesting one, and like in fact, I'd be very supportive for you know Atom to be accepted as gas on every blockchain. In fact, you know, on Neutron, it is accepted as gas, and I think that's a really good thing and a really good like UX improvement. But I would go as far as to say, like, just like we need to abstract away the the chains, we need to abstract away the gas fee constructs from the user experience. And so, you know, having multiple denominations being accepted makes sense to me. Um, I do think that like Atom is a more natural shelling point, as 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 long as we're focusing on kind of like just. You know, Cosmos and its UX, like it, it probably is the denomination that we should choose as, as gas denomination. But if our infrastructure allows, we should probably have multiple or any, literally. Um, and Osmosis built something that goes into this direction. It is very easy to replicate with any other DEX that has the, that that sort of liquidity, um, and it is you know decently possible to do with like application specific infrastructure to completely remove any barriers to like what denomination is being used to to pay gas fees. Um, so I, I, I think like that's, you know, that's a good point. Though, but it, it to me, it's more part of the fundamental fundamental problem of like, oh, our UX sucks, and we need to work on it, right? Which I completely agree with. But but still, like, I think the like you know, for better or for worse, I think the fundamentals do um, do play a large role, right? And you know, to Zaki's point, like like volatility is 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 part of the equation, and I think we've seen this with you know terra classic kind of like had all of the perfect ingredients for um to become like a major success right it had although unsustainable very very high and satisfying stablecoin yield and it had luna which was you know this 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 crazy um appreciating asset that went you know from like from a few cents to a hundred dollars and like like it it drove people to look into terra at the very least and to eventually on board there right and so like that, that's why I'm saying I agree to with Cyborg's point on um, one. It makes sense to use Atom widely in the ecosystem. Um, you know, in, in fact, that's a big thing that that we're trying to do in like curating and nurturing and collaborating to grow an ecosystem on Neutron. And I do think that like as a gas denomination and such, it makes a lot of sense. Um, it also makes sense from the perspective of like driving attention through you know. Um, volatility, um, but I also don't think that it solves the end game, which I think is more about um, really focusing on like actually addressing um, demand from 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 users when it comes to vol like volatility yield and um, um, I forgot the third one, but yeah, Chris, anyway, go. Well, well, just 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 yeah. a second before before Chris jumps in. Sorry, Chris. Um, just on, on while we're on this subject. 
I think, um, as I say, just just to try and not labour this point too much about one token for the ecosystem and all that kind of stuff. But but one idea that came up in the community at one point, uh, I think it was on the Cosmos forum, would be that, for example, you could hold Atom on the Cosmos hub and use that as gas without it being actually on the other chain. Like, how, how do you guys feel about that? Is it is it technically possible? Would it improve the UX of the ecosystem? I think it's possible. And I think, like, these kinds of technologies and such are, like, interesting developments like what what I, what I think is important is like the goal should be to abstract away fees and to do so in a way that's like very safe um as simple as possible ideally that can be easily adopted throughout the entire ecosystem so that we get rid of this hurdle to adoption as soon as possible um but yeah like now which mechanism specifically we use i'm less concerned about so, so uh, I had mentioned. Uh, so, sorry, sorry, better, better, better future. Just, just to cut you off because um, Chris was going to come in before that. Um, so, so yeah, I, I just think this is a really good idea that we could potentially explore. It's probably not the the forum to actually explore on how ex how exactly we go about it today. Uh, but I definitely think this is a, a good idea that should be on the table. Um, so, so yeah, sorry for interrupting you before, Chris. If you, if you wanna if you wanna go ahead. Yeah, I think you know I, I feel like Cosmos has always had a very long term perspective. And I think if you're focused on the long term and look, like we have our own token, um, we have no reason or incentive. We have no like incentive alignment with Adam. And so just to make that, you know, obviously that might color a little bit of my perspective, but I think, I think when you put the token price at the beginning of the process, you're making a huge mistake. I think everything should be focused on users. I think everything should be focused on applications. I think token price is an outcome and frankly it's one you can't control you can we've seen this right like anything you do with tokenomics or anything like that to try to get that pump happening it's short-lived you know i feel like you're almost worse off for it to go up and then go back down than to just have it gradually build over time or just stay stable and build organically so i i think you've got to think about like if you're really going to do like a bd effort i think you've got to it's got to be focused your vision your strategy has to be focused on users. It has to be focused on applications. And I just want to say, like, you know, I've done this before in Web two, and, and and the token in Web three adds a different dynamic. And in some ways, it, it makes it easier, but it, it makes it it also makes it easier to get distracted because you know every minute you spend sitting around like talking about tokens going up is one minute that someone else is going to spend talking to your users about how to make their lives better. And the long-term, like the end game, like Spade said, is, is the long-term end game is users, right? Like that's all that matters in the long-term. And so if you're really focused on the long-term, that's where we should be focused. And one other point, like, you know, in scaling, like, like I built like outbound sales teams before, right? And it's really hard when like, you can sit around and navel gaze about why it wouldn't work or what wouldn't happen or, or like, like all of the, the downsides and is it ROI positive at a certain point? You just kind of have to throw a few resources at something and start grinding and get out in front of people and get feedback, share that feedback, iterate on that feedback and, um, and continue to invest. And so like, there's definitely, that's, I go back to like my original point is like, I don't think anyone should be, I don't think that there's the starting point for this is like to go spin up a polygon, um, scale bd effort i think it's like 
can we all chip in whether it's ICF? I don't, I don't know. Like I have no clue about these organizations. So keep that in mind. Um, whatever organization it is, can we all contribute to a fund or whatever it is that has a small team that can craft a vision and a strategy for execution. And that strategy would be within three months, that strategy will be invalid because they'll learn a lot, they'll pivot and then they'll continue. But like, there's just no substitution for just getting out there, learning, iterating and adapting. And um, yeah, those, those are kind of my two points. Like it's gotta be user centric. And at a certain point you just kind of have to go, you have to go try and learn. Yeah, just want to just to answer Chris. You're absolutely right. Uh, I should have said the ICF should focus on the Cosmos Hub, the protocol, not uh, Adam the, the token. And one um, one idea here. Yeah, what a, what a, an idea of you know what, what one type of idea that I'd like to see happening is them incentivizing teams uh, from the Ethereum ecosystem to move into Cosmos. So we we've had recently MakerDAO uh, actually laying out their decision to possibly fork Solana versus uh, coming you know, into Cosmos, the same way DYDX did. And the, uh, the reason was that they didn't feel like they had enough support from anyone, uh, not from the ICF. They, the ICF was specifically mentioned there, that there was kind of a, a lack of um, you know, consistency, a lack of leadership here. So what, what I'd like to see in terms of like, increased investment, <clears throat> not really BD per se, more like um, you know, offering, getting to MakerDAO and telling them, OK, we're going to sponsor you coming into Cosmos. We're going to pay you. Uh, you know, we're going to pay you in cash, we're going to pay you in resources, we're going to pay you in support, like this can take different forms, but actually making them take the move to, for instance, launch a consumer chain on top of uh, the Cosmos sub using shared security. That would be like one very concrete use case where the ICF could be providing that BD function um, using some, uh, some of the um, liquidity they have in order to grow uh, the Cosmos sub and by extension Cosmos. I'm not sure how realistic this is. Like, I, I don't know if Maker would want to be um, necessarily on replicated security as a stack because I assume that they, they would probably, uh, I don't know, being from Ethereum, maybe like opt for like restaking or, or things like this. Um, or, but I could be completely wrong. And then the other thing is like, I think by support and lack thereof, I'm not sure it's about money, right? I, th I think it's about the ability to have somebody in front of you that knows exactly what you're trying to do that knows exactly how it is going to work with a given technology and can help us like and can help you like you know debug um f fix any issues that that you're having any like fill any information gap and that kind of stuff and so like jcf certainly has some financial resources that it can deploy and perhaps you know perhaps that would help but i, I think i think the, the bigger problem is that like information knowledge and expertise is fragmented in the ecosystem and so in, in, in fact, it's very difficult for you to sort of like find one uh, a one-stop shop that will tell you everything that you need to know about Cosmos. And you kind of have to manage um, this kind of like coordination yourself with all of the, the, the great entities in the, in the ecosystem to basically get these things, right? These very simple things of getting information, getting to ship your products, fixing problems, that kind of stuff. Um, but surely Zaki has a lot more color on, on this since he was involved in this process like a couple of times already. I'm sure he does. Just just before he goes ahead, Fibug, you um you sort of left and, and came back, and there was uh, probably a big chunk of the discussion that was basically around sort of centralized versus decentralized BD. Um, I, I personally, I, I think it might be like a 
you know, worthy of a space in its own right. So potentially something you, you could uh, set up at another point. Um, but Zaki, uh, yeah, uh, Spades, uh, interested to hear your thoughts. Um, so I, I guess I would, I would say that, like, yes, like integration engineering, customer success, like not having that in sort of any entry point is a huge um, barrier to entry to our ecosystem. It's actually kind of shocking the extent to which the ecosystem has survived and uh, managed to acquire users in, in spite of those things being completely non-existent and barely available. Um, uh, it like, it continues to shock me to this day. Um, I kind of, you know, the idea of having like, uh, uh, like any sort of KPI around users, transaction volume, assets, anything that was like actually supported at the ICF council level is like kind of like almost, it's like such a, like it would be so different from what we've currently experienced that, or, or like what has ever existed in this ecosystem that like uh, it's almost, it's difficult for me to imagine it. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't really know. Uh, but that would be the, that's like that it would be a complete sea change from what the ICF currently does, uh, and require like to have even another, like a single other KPI other than how quickly we spent the treasury. I, I see Brian in the audience, actually. Um, Brian, you might be interested, like, I'm, I'm sure you've been giving a lot of thoughts to like ecosystem BD recently. So if you want to, um, share, um, feel free to request and we'll bring you on stage so that you, you can share. Um, I also see Bendy's requesting um, the mic. Here we go. He is, yeah. yeah. Bendy's actually just uh, messaged me to say he has the answer to everything. Oh, wow. So uh, this, this should be good. That's a yeah, Typically understated on my part. I was like, I've got this solved, guys. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> no, so I think what some of the things that struck me really are I guess things that I've experienced firsthand at AA now or kind of been witness to remotely. And I think that there are some real advantages to the decentralization, which is that um, it allows you to get teams that are closer to the ground to do the actual work rather than everything having to come up from some sort of, um, you know, it allows you to stay sm small and nimble and be reactive. So, for example, um, F Capital was talking earlier about programs in universities. The easiest solution to that is find local community-driven teams that want to do those things and get them to go and do them, rather than trying to come up with some sort of global program. That's relatively simple to do. I think the hardest thing is then how you do the information sharing. So literally listening to Zaki, Sonny, Jack talk about different versions of the maker conversation as they know it is painful to me because we're having to try multiple approaches. There's no really good information sharing. And that, that coordination overhead is the cost of the decentralization. And I think there are kind of some fairly straightforward structural things that if everyone went into here in the kind of way that Chris was sort of saying of like, okay, interested parties come together and collaborate in some way. There is some form of information sharing and there is potentially some sort of centralizing information sharing and task management and then you do have someone gets allocated being in charge of the success of onboarding x team 
so they can go through them and then bring, take them to the individual experts that they need at those points. It doesn't mean that we need a ICF style, you know, multi-million pound initiative. We have all the skills to do it, just what we don't have is the coordination to bring those in at the right time. And I think if people are genuinely willing to put their time into that and are willing to go with the coordination, this is not an insurmountable challenge in any way. And we can play to the benefits of being a decentralized and diverse ecosystem. And I think we can even attempt to do this in a fairly transparent manner. Obviously, with some of these things around BD, you have to kind of redact some information because it's always going to be fairly confidential. But I think there could be some better KPIs produced that would allow people to know there are X number of conversations going on at this level, there are X at a medium level, there are X at a grassroots level. These are the university schemes we're doing. And I think kind of trying to then leave the, leave the kind of user acquisition to the applications and focus the BD on acquisition of developers to build dApps. Cosmos has done a really fantastic job of building on um, infra and it still has some amazing infrastructure building teams. And I think what we really need is to make sure that we're bringing on all of the applications and the applications in turn can then be empowered to bring the users. So I think this is a very layered structure and it's about everyone knowing their part in it. And at the moment, I don't think anyone really knows what part they're meant to be playing. So as much as I say I've got the answer, it's super complex and it does rely on a lot of uh, spirit of cooperation, but you know, spaces like this can't do anything but help. Yeah, I completely agree on, on the last point there. Um, it's been been really productive today. And so just to sort of, sort of paraphrase what you're saying, basically you're saying that almost sort of decentralized inputs into this process with, with sort of a centralized team. My, my, my sort of question to that would be sort of like, what do you do with what comes out of it? What goes where? What, what do you allocate everywhere? Um, but interested to hear what the, what the panel thinks on, on what Bendy thinks, unless you want, want to correct me on what I've just said. Uh, I suppose I was thinking of if you are, I think the most important thing to think about is if you are a potential um, uh, application or developer, what experience do you want to have? You don't want to be pushed from pillar to post. You want to have one place you can come and say and stick your hand up or you can meet someone at something and go, oh, great, they're going to take me through this process from start to end. And even if then we're queuing in different teams during that process, it feels better for that person. It's a bit like some of the stuff that people are talking about, about actual user experience when they're using a chain now, where you can you could use multiple protocols or you could be across lots of different chains and you wouldn't necessarily have to know that's what we're going to have to recreate for bd i just want to jump in on one thing which is there is a capital base that's required to this like for example like it took hundreds of thousands of dollars that didn't come from dydx to do dydx and the hundreds of thousands of dollars came from me like, you know, and, uh, you know, if you don't have the ability to, like, spend money and a budget and the ability to, like, come in and, like, you know, pay for a security audit or get a contract written or pay a dev to do a thing, um, it's like these are these are functions that aren't, like, really well represented. If you have any if, if you've got to go and, like, go to a foundation council meet level meeting to, like, get every single thing funded. Uh, it's kind of pointless, right? The reason these things get have like a lot of things in Cosmos have gotten done is because like I have paid for them. Um, 
And like, that is a, is just as much of a, a missing piece in this whole like decentralized and like strange love is paid for a lot. And I'm sure informal is paid for some things here and there. Um, but like, you know, it's like, this is another like kind of like missing piece in our organizational structure is like, if, if everything is decentralized and you have to go, you know, hat in hand because you're like, okay, this project needs like this funding to succeed it becomes pretty difficult, right? And if you, even if you look at like kind of, you know, like the Ethereum Foundation paying for the Uniswap security audits, right? You know, Hayden had to beg for money for a lot of places, but at least like the EF like came in and like supported him to get like Uniswap off, you know, audited and Uniswap V1 out of the door, right? Um, when, you know, every, when every VC thought Uniswap was uninvestable. Um, there, there definitely are these, like, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, there's a lot of missing pieces in the Cosmos ecosystem. Just briefly, um, Zaki, Jose was talking about this idea of like, um, the SEF potentially allocating budgets to specific teams to conduct exactly the operations that you're sort of like discussing, uh, right. So like contracting yeah. somebody to build something, auditing, like sponsoring an audit and that kind of stuff, like. What what do you think about this idea as as a yeah as a process? I guess I'm a little bit skeptical of this, knowing how the ICF has operated in the past. Because again, they are going to track. They like generally spend a lot more time thinking about how how they've spent money rather than what the outcomes have gotten. Um, and uh, you know, whereas like I have been. Uh, yeah yeah um like in absolute like in absolute like the mechanism itself like regardless of like the context yeah i wanted to defend the icf a little bit yeah. uh, that in that they they already pay the the teams like informal like strange love uh to support essentially the developers of strange love and informal choose which project they want to uh, support when when we're talking about like you know small projects like you know there's a problem with Hermes. Uh, Hermes is part of the ICF uh, of the Cosmos tag that is supported by the ICF. Uh, the Hermes developers will go and support these teams, and yeah, the same yeah. happened for the. the yeah, I, I understand. I understand. So of course, like but, um, I think like the, the, what, what we're tra- t- talking about right now is like the tasks that are required for onboarding new projects to the ecosystem, which might include include like development or audits or like customizing some part of the stack, which then would be like definitely in the. In the purview of like these teams but yeah zeki so like um briefly on on the mechanism in absolute and then um brian i'd love to have your your, your point of view as well i guess we can skip directions okay. brian, brian um uh it's oh, okay here. never mind go 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 for it who, right let's just right sorry guys we got a little bit mixed up there i'm not quite sure who who's talking ben bendy's had his hand up for a while and he wanted to reply to something that, that zaki was saying so i'm just going to unmute everyone let him do that and then we'll we'll get to fireborg again we'll get to brian bendy uh, thank you um yeah well first of all um if why's my hands up okay uh that um ignore my hand if it's showing up for you um first of all thank you zaki for you know, financing these things, it's really important that someone does, and it's great that you've done that. I think one of the things, again, from my experience on the DAO is had we needed to get the community's approval for every grant that we've had, that would be an unmanageable system. And I think that one of the things we have to do, whether it's from the ICF, whether it's from community boards, is create teams that we trust with remits we understand and that they understand 
to allocate the funding that they need to do so when they need to do it. So drawing up that budget is a real challenge, but it's definitely something that needs to happen as part of this. And we have to kind of be comfortable with the teams that are created that are going to do it. One of the hardest things is building those teams because people immediately talk about conflicts of interest, et cetera. But really, for this to work, we have to accept that that's alignment of interests, that actually we, we all benefit from this pie growing that we keep talking about. But if we if we let all the in, if we prevent all the individual bakeries from being part of that, the pie growing ain't going to happen. So I think there's probably some checks and balances. There's probably some thinking through of it. But I I fundamentally think that we have to find ways to bring people together. Um, I'm going to have to try to develop a uh, do some stuff uh, now anyway. So, but thank you very much to. Um, Soy and Spade and everyone who's been, you know, for coordinating this and for all the speakers, this has been an excellent space. Um, really appreciate you guys. No, I appreciate you coming up, mate, and uh, solving everyone's problems. And uh, I'll, I'll speak in the DMs again soon. <laughs> Thank you. See you later, pal. Okay, Brian, uh, your cool. turn, mate. I, I think um, Saki brought up a really important view point, which is he has an opinion, he has a thesis, right? And that thesis and that opinion he personally invested in. And so when you kind of distribute and decentralize opinions, some of the purity of it kind of can, can get lost in the froth and, and in debate, right? So when you look at uh, ecosystems as a whole, the number one thing that they want to drive is fees. To drive fees, they need to drive transactions. For transactions, they need to drive users. For users, they need the trading volume or TVL. But at the end of the day, like you kind of have to like scalp out what people want to do is trade something that they want to trade or, or engage and adapt that they want to engage in. Like if you think about how hard it was to acquire Bitcoin or Ethereum at the beginning, you, you had to jump through all these hopes. You had to do command line stuff. It was just like insane. But that, that promise and people wanted that, that asset. So if you don't have something that people want to trade or engage with, like it doesn't matter, right? So the demand has to be embedded in there. And we're, we work with like 10 different ecosystems and effectively that's, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Like the tech is cool. Everybody's got, the tech is, you know, updating and across the board tech is getting faster and faster and modular and decentralized and, and TPS. Like it's all becoming like a blurry mess and the real champion dApps and developers, they want to get paid. They want pay, get paid. And then they want to get support to build where they're going to build. And so if, the kind of anecdotes that we, we use to talk this about, there's a couple of different anecdotes. One of the anecdotes we've been using recently is that like every blockchain needs to act like a private equity fund with like a roll-up thesis. Another anecdote, anecdote we use is that every blockchain is like a streaming service and you're going to go to the blockchain that has the show that you want to watch or the dApp that you want to use. And if you use this framework, then, then every blockchain with an ecosystem fund is kind of like a producer and they need to you know like go to the talent they need to produce adapt they need to produce a show that people want to use and so while while a lot of the concentration i've found in cosmos is at like the infrastructure layer um you know tara did a really good job at hey here's some crazy degen like dapps that that people want to use and let's get them engaged and and i think it doesn't need to be so Ponzi-fied and, and so degen, but if if there's something on you know Neutron or there's something in the Cosmos ecosystem that people want to trade or it's a, an exclusive asset, 
that becomes very, very valuable to the ecosystem at large. Yeah, I tend to agree with a lot of that. Um, just, just to say, uh, Spade had to drop. He's, he's had to jump into a meeting that he should have been in an hour ago or something. But this, uh, this space has uh, gone long over schedule. So uh, I think we will start to wrap it up pretty soon. We've got uh, Curious Jay, uh, also from the AA DAO, bit of an AA DAO invasion today. Um, so uh, yeah, Curious Jay, if you'd like to make your point, and then we'll uh, we'll probably start to to wrap up the space. Hi, thanks for having me. First of all, it's been a great discussion. It's great seeing everybody in Cosmos come together and, and you know, at least agree on the problem that we have on Cosmos. And, uh, you know, personally, I, I, I saw this problem two years ago, and I think the Cosmos problem is that it's so decentralized and has been focusing only on tech stack, but there hasn't been, you know, teams to really showcase the products that um, have been built for it. And that's something that we realized that AADAO, um, and obviously I know we're focused mostly on Atom and AEZ, but you know, having having like a sub DAO or interchain DAO that uh, can come to enterprises and even you know build a blockchain for them, build a DApp for them. You know, it, it's it's good building you know, these these decentralized apps with with Ponzi trading and whatnot, but that's not really going to be sustainable moving forward. Like we need we need to figure out a way to use Cosmos tech stack to to build real products that people can come in and use because we have such a diverse diversified infrastructure, right? We have uh, Cosmosm for for DApps. We have Cosmos SDK, we have app chains, we have IBC, you know, even since the IBC days, we had two years to really showcase that it's been the best interoperable product we had in, in crypto. And we didn't really do much to, uh, you know, gain adoption other than within our own small ecosystem. And it wasn't really until Terra that came that kind of showcased that. So, you know, we, we have to look at what other blockchains have gone right. You know, with Terra, obviously UST was a failure, but what it did do is it captured a lot of developers, a lot of interest, and, and you know, it even became a threat to Ethereum based on how fast it grew. And a lot of it came to UX, a lot of it came to just meeting uh, customer demand. So for Cosmos, like we're, I see it as a more mature ecosystem in the fact that we have built such technology that is ready to tackle you know, Web2 and, and bring those companies in and solve real problems for them. So, and I think we do need like a centralized or collateral collaborated effort, whether it's, you know, sub DAOs voted in by the community or or have some some kind of collaborated effort by uh, developers and the leaders in Cosmos to kind of build something uh, to solve these. That That's pretty much it. I uh, appreciate your thoughts. Anybody on the panel uh, got, got anything to, to add to that or, or respond? Okay. So as I said earlier on, um, we're now running over two hours on the on this space um i think it has been really productive uh, there's a lot to digest so it's a good job that it is recorded uh, but we will start to wrap it up unless anyone on the panel has any any final comments i'll throw one last comment yep. in real quick the 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 Go ethos ahead, and the mission of y combinator is build something people want and to you know get in crypto it's you know build a dap that people want to use or have an asset that people want to trade it's really that simple yeah, that, that makes that makes a ton of sense, Brian. I liked your producer analogy. Every blockchain needs to produce the apps that the customer base wants, needs, and finds benefit from. Um, building on Bendy's comments, I know he had to go, but maybe we can all think about the question of, you know, how would we create a decentralized coordination mechanism for all these different, you know, decentralized BD teams and efforts? I agree that if we lose the decentralized kind of roots um, of the ecosystem, which is our strength, you know, we, 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 we lose a real advantage, but th this coordination overhead problem 
is also a, a true problem if there's, you know, 8, 10, 15, 20 teams and they're not in sync with one another and they're, you know, funding redundant versions of the same thing or the competing, you know, to, to bring the same kind of chain to the ecosystem or maybe, maybe there's, you know, a certain set of, you know, developments that are taking place within the hub, you know, um, kind of team at Informal that would make, you know, a project that AADAO funds to, to, to be obsolete. I mean, these are the kinds of things that just don't make a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, a question that we can all think about, I don't know what the answer is, but how, how do we do decentralized coordination? I think that's a very good question. Um, and there's um, there's probably been a lot more questions raised than, than answers today. I don't think we ever really sort of intended to you know magic bullet this 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 issue in in one space um so before i kind of end the space i just want to say firstly uh thank you to everybody who who joined in the audience today uh thank you to all the panelists who, who are still here all the ones that weren't um and also all the ones that we we just couldn't kind of squeeze into the space for for the invite in the first instance i suspect there's going to be more spaces on this um neutron will will, will happily host those or or attend other other spaces that people want to start sort of uh, set up to, to discuss this further um, and just to, to kind of close things out with uh, with something a little bit Neutron related um, we do have another space coming up on Tuesday where we'll be talking to a new project launching, launching on Neutron called Amulet Finance uh, that space will be hosted by Cosmos Club and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll see some of you on there as well so yeah um, thank you again to everyone who came today uh, it's been long and uh, very interesting and uh, yeah an absolute pleasure to host so thank you very much guys and we'll we'll see you again soon Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey what could be worse misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt we rape and plunder the earth sit and wonder about the worth and plate ring around the rosy while the thunder is served motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments red down days Got him acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear Flexing broken knots I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting knots And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning Forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo the world is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lay Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the high Stage. Like the shit is play for keeps clowns white knight and all these Maybelines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats, tearing apart.
pot your community. All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each. I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats. And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets. Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats. And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each. Motherfuckers, motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the verbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and blunder the earth. Say and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Spaces.